me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The name your price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates price and coverage match limited by state law. El nuevo crispy chicken sandwich de McDonald's is... Crujiente, tiernito, oh. Es pollo en McDonald's, un mordisco y... Wow. Es el nuevo crispy chicken sandwich. Ordena por anticipado en el lab de McDonald's. Para pa pa pa. En McDonald's participantes. Welcome to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. Good day to you, Simon. How are you, sir? Feeling terrible, Baxter. I got a sinus infection. It's kicking my butt. But it's a beautiful day outside. It's a beautiful day, and we got an exciting, a very, very exciting announcement today. So that's kind of like balancing things that balancing out for me. That balancing things out yeah. for you. See, uh, on the other hand, I got to sleep for over 12 hours last night. Listen so to I you. Feel good. Well, mo- Sunday into Monday is the only day that I get to actually not go to work, basically. I, other than that, I'm always at work. So... I was able to sleep. I was able to. I had I had the opportunity to wake up early this morning and get work done, but I was like, I really don't have too much going on Got aside from the show today. In. So it's the only the only the one day all week. Every uh, the rest of that, I'm going to just be a basket case the rest of the week. Sure. So I'm trying to stock up now before we get to <laughs> the rest of the week, honestly. But yeah, we have an exciting show for you. A lot of different interviews coming up for you today. We'll be joined later on in the program by Houston Dash forward Rachel Daly after she's coming off of her NWSL Player of the Week nomination and uh, her Houston Dash. Her opening day victory, not so much the second week, unfortunately, as they lost to the Orlando Pride, but they uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's a learning curve, and uh, Rachel is a fantastic gal to talk to. But a great great crowd there in Orlando, over 23,000. Yeah, that's what the, you want. Uh, they, they did a pretty good job of filling did. the bowl. That they was did. the campaign yes. that they were trying to do. And uh, if you'd like to help fill our social media bowl, you can do that by going to uh, Facebook and Twitter, can't you, Simon? Sure can. Facebook, we are two up front. Just do two up front in the search bar, and you'll find us there. Uh, just past 400 likes, yes, by the way, did. which is exciting for us. Thank you very much, us. everybody. Of course, Twitter, we are at two up front soccer, so don't forget the soccer on there. He is at Baxter Colburn. I'm at Simon Provan. Yes, indeed. And you can also listen to us on Fridays on Sports Radio America from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time by going to sportsradioamerica.com or the TuneIn app and just search for Sports Radio America there, or you can find us on demand on iTunes, iHeartRadio, and on Spreaker.com. You pointed at me to introduce our guest, I'm assuming? I'm assuming so. <laughs> Unless you don't That's want to. That's how we work here. So it's usually how it works. Baxter just points at me. I'm like, ah, <laughs> still trying to read your mind. No, this is, this is very exciting. We have with us today... Uh, a, a dear friend of the show and uh, somebody that we are very excited to help bring on to Two Up Front, but also is going to help Two Up Front. Um, this is Allison Foot, uh, <laughs> Allison Phillips. I was going to say Allison Futsal, which is actually kind of yeah, Allison Futsal Phillips. Yes, yeah. so well. mm-hmm. Allison Phillips. Like there you it. go. Like exactly. Yeah. Shopfutsal.com. So, Allison, why don't you let us know what the big announcement is today? Well, we are super, super excited to announce that we are now going to partner up with uh, Two Up Front and be an official sponsor Yay. of your show. Your official show. presenting sponsor. Official presenting sponsor, sponsor. Yes. yeah. We got, we got in first, so we're really excited about that. Yeah, ground floor. We appreciate the support, obviously, and uh, we're very excited about the partnership we're going to have. Uh, Shopfutsal.com is a great company. What You've been around for... 
about a year and a half, two years now? Mm, only a year. Only so a year. They've been around yeah. about the same amount yeah. of time we have right. as well, honestly. And you've grown tremendously. We have. Uh, I, I don't know all the announcements that can or can't be made about players you've signed, so I'll, I'll let you take care of that. But uh, shopfutsal.com is the site you want to go to. Futsal is obviously a growing sport here in the U.S. It's played throughout the world. You hear that the best players, uh, Ronaldo, uh, Neymar, Messi, they all – trained playing futsal when they were growing up and of course uh there's the professional futsal league that'll be mm-hmm. starting up very soon here in the states so you know you're you're a great entrepreneur in getting in on fresh things uh shopfutsal.com and of course two up front now we can add to that list right exactly or lucky i'm not sure good good <laughs> or lucky but um i i was working with keith tozer and you know he's the u.s national coach and i just about a year ago decided to do shop futsal because there was no online store and now Knock on wood, we're the largest. And but not only do we have futsal, we also have soccer gear. Mm-hmm. So we're doing a lot of soccer gear. Um, we are also partnering with indoor soccer. So um, we have a lot of good things happening. Yeah, I'm looking through your website, even as we're talking right now, you guys have so much of a variety. I mean, I look at the website actually every couple of weeks just to see because I know you guys have been growing, and this is much more than even a couple of weeks ago when I took a look at it. Well, we have a new website coming out oh. um, hopefully this week. So we have probably five times the products of Holy that cow, with a lot okay. more lines. So um, we haven't been working on that one as much because the new one's going to come out. It's going to sure. um, highlight all of our players. We have a lot of... Um, players from the MASL to uh, PFL to MLS, um, you know, women, men who are kind of uh, spokespeople. Wow, us, so. that's fantastic. Yeah, so it's it's growing. I'm curious about one of the tabs you have. You have something that says tickets. I'm assuming you guys are going to be doing game tickets for that? Or yeah, exactly? we, we partner with Wisconsin Sports Group. Okay. So they do um, a lot of um, different futsal um, events and whatnot. Oh, so, fantastic. So okay. we sell online there as well as doing stuff for ABK, uh, which is in... Michigan, Lansing, okay. we do, we're doing them as well in Michigan. So, Well, that's fantastic to hear, honestly. I mean, the fact that you guys have uh, such a big uh, growing following, honestly, as well. You, you can finally <laughs> see what all is going on and being able to apply to so many people, too. I know with futsal, so many folks think that, oh, it's just something that, you know, just the guys like to go do. But, no, you guys have a, a growing women's section, but also just a lot of parents nowadays, Simon's children in particular, like to go out and play futsal as well. And it's almost needed for the development of soccer going forward, especially in America. Yeah, I got to tell you, we uh, we had our second game of the spring season uh, just this past week, and most of the girls on my daughter's U9 team, and we play in a U10 league, all played futsal. That's one of the things that our club offers is, is futsal training throughout uh, throughout the winter months here in Wisconsin. And I got to tell you, it was amazing to see how much they de- developed, because uh, usually what would happen is you would end the f- fall season then you take your time off yep. winter break maybe play some indoor but there would always be some backward steps that happened in the off season then you get to the spring and you're kind of catching back up mm-hmm. again not so this year if anything they've progressed i mean they they ended up winning their game and, and i promise you we're not a team that tries to blow out other teams but they ended up winning their game this saturday like 15 or 20 to nothing you know, I, don't, wow. I don't keep score but it was it was pretty incredible and it wasn't again it wasn't because we're trying to take advantage of a less skilled team but it was that these girls what futsal really teaches is making these quick decisions on the ball and yep. that's what mm-hmm. i saw these 9 year olds doing right. you know and you and get more touches on the exactly. ball and yeah it's just it's a quicker game it's it's exciting and it's huge everywhere but here so i think you know now that mark cuban bought the pfl or part owner of it um, it's they're they're putting a lot of money behind that people are really going to 3 years ago when i said futsal nobody even knew what it was right. i thought <laughs> i meant football um you know, American football, but no, I mean, it's growing. So besides that, and then all the soccer things we're doing as mm-hmm. well, you know, it's, 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 
It's exciting. It is. Yeah. You keep mentioning the PFL, too, for those that don't know. I know what it is. I know Simon knows what it is. What is it for those that don't know uh, what it is? It's a professional futsal league. So a lot of NBA owners, uh, Mark Cuban, Jim Buss, who owns the Lakers, uh, Keith Tozer, who's the commissioner, all got together and decided to do this. So it's launching next November. Um, but it's it, teams just keep growing. Big names are coming down. They're doing an event in Orlando. You know, so it's 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 exciting that way too. So they're bringing a lot of excitement and growth to it. So people know what it is by next year. So, Elsa, let me ask you if I can. Mm-hmm. Why two up front? You know, it's funny because when we just talked about how when I started a year ago and you guys did, um, you guys let shot futsal come on. I mean, we were one of the first guests you let come on. Very true. Yes. And it it just seems like we're both growing the same way, and we both have the same, you know ideas and in how we're doing it you know getting players um talking to people and it's to me you know we we grow a lot i'm I'm not a business to business person i'm a a relationship to relationship person and i feel that that's it helps me out of great relationships in the soccer world but to grow and watch you guys grow it just seemed like the absolute fit and and i love i mean i love your show you know and everyone i know does i appreciate it thank you you. guys you guys it's great i mean to tune in and you know i know you guys have you know i keep keep um in touch with you guys you've like more than quadrupled your listenership that's it's, amazing it's been you know? pretty amazing and one of the things we're excited about as well um is you're talking about the growth you know when you started out we got a fire alarm in the background. We're okay, though, folks. We are okay. I promise you. <laughs> Simon pulled so the I fire alarm. alarm. Come on, Simon. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, we're talking about a heated thing here. This is <laughs> awesome. It is, right? <laughs> but anyways, that uh, you know, when you first came on, there weren't any players signed to shopfootsal.com mm-hmm. just yet. It was... It was a birth of an idea, but it still had to expand. And at that time, too, yes, you were our first guest, and we had talked to a lot of local people. But now over the over the year, you know, we've expanded... Uh, our presence on a national yes. footprint, you know, talking to NWSL players. Obviously, we had Fatai Alashi and, uh, mm-hmm. on an MLS player. We were in talks with a couple other MLS yeah, a couple teams. Couple more in the next few weeks on. here. Um, same thing with ShopFutsal.com. Right. You, as you said, you started out with just this idea, and now you're at a place where, my goodness, Allison, you were traveling every week this this uh, month, meeting with players and, and teams. <laughs> it's and not as fun as it sounds, though. <laughs> but, yeah. yeah but, and that's exactly it, like, you know, keeping in touch with you guys. It just, it's the right fit, you know, for us. It's, it's um, you guys are so passionate about what you do. You can tell it by listening to you, and, and I feel we're the same way, you know, the my team of people that work with me. Um, and it just, it just made sense. Hmm. So we're really excited about it, you know. Got Excellent. Him. Absolutely. Yeah, well, we're very excited to have you here, Allison, as part of this this new friendship and uh, partnership going forward now. So what exactly do we have in store now going forward between Shop Futsal and Two Up Front in terms of people want to, you know, like, what does this partnership mean for the listeners then? Well, the exciting thing is I'm about to give a code. So anybody oh. who goes on ShopFutsal.com, I don't know how long you guys want to do it. We can do it a week. We can do it a month. It's up to you two. Oh, wow. We haven't even talked about it. Yeah, My I goodness. know. I'm, I'm, throwing, I'm throwing a curveball <laughs> at you here. Um, but we could, we're going to go on and do that, and you're going to get some official apparel, to up front apparel that you can only get there and on your site as well. Fantastic. Um, and if you do 2UF, just shop in the coupon code, and you'll get uh, 20% off. Yeah, we're, we're creative. 2UF is short for 2 up front. <laughs> hey, <laughs> why, did, why make it harder than it needs to be? I don't want either of you to have to think too hard, so yeah. you know, right. that'll make so, it easy. So they'll go to shopfootsal.com. They'll click on... Merchandise link. Yep, just on your way. Just like normal. When you check out, it'll say coupon code. Do a 2UF and 
you'll get the automatic discount right there. And if you don't remember shopfutsal.com, which is actually a lot easier than our website, but if you want to go to our (laughs) website, it's twoupfrontsoccer.wix.com backslash twoupfrontsoccer. Click on our merchandise link, and you will find on there a link to shopfutsal.com. So whichever website you go to, you you will find your way into shopfutsal.com. And we'll post it all over social media, too, so everybody will be able to find As it. Will we. Excellent. Yes, we will. So with this belief in Two Up Front and our belief in, in shopfutsal.com, this, this great partnership that we have, uh, we're really excited again about the websites. And Baxter and I have been talking a long time about wanting to get merchandise out there. Yeah, absolutely. So we're very thankful to have somebody on board that uh, is going to help us with that and and get us more than, from what we understand, just T-shirts, which, hey, we love T-shirts, but... Who doesn't love a T-shirt? We'll have a little bit of a, of a variety for our, our listeners out there. Yeah, it'll be exciting. Absolutely. Yeah, I think that's one thing, too, especially you find out with different shows and different organizations, too. People love wearing things of things they're passionate about, too. And we have some pretty passionate listeners out there as well, so being able to give them something that they can roll around and be like, hey, look, I've got a shirt, a scarf, a sticker, or whatever, I think will really make a lot of people happy. So yeah, and of we course, appreciate that. Thank you. While you're at shopfutsal.com, make sure you're looking around. Obviously, we would love you to buy some two upfront gear, but check out all the other awesome gear that's yeah. on there and that will be on there. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Well, Allison, we appreciate you taking the time today to, to join us here on Two Up Front. Allison Phillips of ShopFootsall.com, the new presenting sponsor. Of Absolutely. Two Up Front. So thank you thank for your you belief guys. in us. Excited. Very excited for this partnership, Allison. Right, awesome thanks. stuff. All right. We're going to run to a break. When we come back, it's time to dive into the week that was in Major League Soccer. Simon's going to blow the whistle on a couple of refs, and uh, we're going to see if we can't calm them down a little bit. We'll be right back with more Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by ShopFutsal.com. Can you say that again? ShopFutsal.com, Simon. You heard me right. Presented by ShopFutsal.com. Very exciting times here at Two Up Front and for ShopFutsal.com. Great talking to Allison. Allison Phillips of ShopFutsal.com has uh, put her money where the... Where her mouth is? Is that, is that how you say that's it? I believe that's how you say it. I think it's what the kids say nowadays. Anyway, she's really supportive of the show, obviously, and... you know, is, is is our first presenting sponsor, yeah. so we're, we can we can do bigger and better things. And Heck yeah. uh, you know, certainly, if you're listening to the show and you own a business, wondering, hmm, you know, hmm. what's a what's a thing I can help grow, <laughs> but also get my name out there, especially soccer you, in Milwaukee. That's right, two upfront soccer show. We're passionate about the game. We're passionate about those who are also passionate yes. about the game. Yes, we are. You can shoot us an email at uh, twoupfrontsoccer at gmail.com if you want to get informed with us a little bit more about just even having a conversation about possibly setting up some sponsorships or just partnerships as well. We love soccer. Hopefully you love soccer just as much as we do, which is kind of hard because we love soccer a lot. Anyway, <laughs> uh, but we'd love to hear from you, though. So a special yeah. thanks to ShopFutsal.com, the new presenting sponsor of Two up front and Allison Phillips as well. So more to come from that as well. Uh, as you mentioned, she's got the promo code and all that other fun stuff that you can uh, find at shopfootsall.com. All right, Simon, time to jump on to some MLS talk right away. A uh, big thing in the news, uh, Detroit. Detroit. They're, they're trying to find an MLS team, but they're going about it in an interesting way. They've got two NBA owners, the Detroit Pistons, Tom Gores, and Cleveland Cavaliers owner Dan Gilbert announced Tuesday that they are partnering to form an investor group to bring an MLS expansion club to the downtown Detroit yeah, area. Yeah, and and Gilbert is from is from Michigan, so that uh, makes sense. You know, yeah. he, he he just he owns to own the, the Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, right? You know? he, that we, uh, I was talking to somebody else today from 
from Michigan who had said, yeah, he kind of bought the team on a whim, um, which is why he's got that Cleveland connection. Sure. But, but yeah, you're looking at possibly now Detroit jumping ahead of a lot of a lot of other cities to claim uh, an expansion city for MLS. There is an NPSL club there, the Detroit City FC, that uh, is not ha- actually very happy about this. Because, to be un- yeah, to be understood. Well, and part of it is, uh, you know, we're we're from Wisconsin. For those of you who listen to us outside yep. of outside of Milwaukee, uh, we've got the Packers here. The team is owned by the community. Yes. Same thing with Detroit City FC. That team is owned by the community. So they're upset that these owners are coming in and haven't even talked to Detroit City FC hmm. about how they can work together. Now, let me. I'm going to be in the minority here in saying because this was this was going crazy on Twitter. Yeah. You know, oh yeah. It blew the, as soon as this broke yesterday. It blew people up. Right. And uh, the Detroit City folks were. Not saying very nice things about the uh, possible MLS owners now in Detroit. Sure, but here's the thing: they put out a statement saying we're in this for the supporters. You know, this this team is not about making money; it's about the supporters, which I commend them for. That's that's fantastic. But you can't expect an NBA owner who is doing this because it's a business and wants to make money yeah. to go to somebody who is saying we're not doing this for money; we're doing this because we like having soccer in our town. Yeah. That's you know. It's you, all about the money at the end of the day, Simon. It is about the money for for these for these NBA owners. Exactly. So. Well, going off of what you said, fast though, you talked about how soccer is growing. They they did issue a statement together. Detroit uh, Detroit Mayor Mike Duggan also issued this saying. Uh, I've been pushing for a major league soccer team to come to Detroit for some time. The fact that our city elementary school soccer league has grown to, from 600 players in the last year to 900 players is an indication of how successful a franchise would be in our city. I look forward to working with anyone who's committed to making the idea of an MLS franchise in Detroit a reality. So the support is there at the grassroots level, at the children's level, because at the end of the day, you have a professional league that's going to influence the next generation. You want to get those players, and that's how sports like baseball and basketball and football are so timeless is because, you know, families, it's a family affair. You bring your kids Absolutely. to the games. But the big concern for me is that they want to put a, a stadium in downtown Detroit, which for anybody, I've never, personally, I've never been to downtown Detroit willingly. I feel like that would just be a scary place to put. And I, I know there's good sides, there's bad sides to every city. I totally right. get that. But Detroit seems like a very random spot to bring an MLS team and I, I, I've heard, you know, Minnesota's got a team, Chicago's got a team. We've been pushing for a while saying, hey, the Midwest needs more MLS teams. Columbus is great. You've got Kansas City. Okay, fantastic. But Detroit seems a little odd. I could see an in Indiana because of the Indy 11 with what Peter Wilt has done there. That, I feel like, would be a good market to throw. You've got the Colts out there, too. They could maybe do a partnership, the Pacers as well. Detroit, Michigan, just seems a little odd to me, honestly. Well, here, let me let me say it to you, Baxter. I I'm not for it. I'm not against it. But Detroit, I believe, is on a little bit of an uptick. What if MLS Detroit is the thing that makes that city rebound? Exactly. What a, what a claim to have. What that's you true. Know, that soccer turned and far around. Far be it Detroit. for me to be that guy. Yeah, obviously, I think that would be that would be great because the city does need to come back. Either way, Baxter, I'm gonna I'm gonna shift gears Please. here a little bit. Whether whether the game's being played in Detroit, whether the game's being played in Miami, yeah, wherever it may be. I hope the referee <laughs> start to improve their game. Now, why would you say that, Simon? It's like there was a game or six that happened this week that uh, Listen, may have uh, frustrated you a little bit. Well, it, you know, it's frustrated a lot of fans. It's it's just incredible how weekend and week out. Now, look, I know every every league the fans are going to complain about their refs. You go to any Premier League fan, yeah, 
in England. Yep. You know, they're going to complain about the Absolutely. refs. Absolutely. It's part of the game. Do they make mistakes? Yes. I all refs make NFL, mistakes. The NFL, the NBA, MLB, all that. The difference is the refs in MLS seem to be making either the same mistakes weekend and week out or it's the same type of critical mistake. What the hell is a penalty kick nowadays, Simon? Honestly, that's my biggest thing I have Baxter, to Baxter, what's with. a handball? <laughs> because Picking it up with two hands and running with the ball. That is what a handball is nowadays. Listen, and Orlando City is the one who just happens to be this season, the, the, the ref's whipping boy, if you Kyle will. Kyle Laren. He got scissor kicked to the ground. Right. In the box. That is a penalty kick. No red card oh whatsoever issue. No card at all. No card at all. Uh, look, at, <laughs> it did It did favor one of the calls favorite, of course, sure. Orlando City when Molina had that ball bounce right off his arm and he scores a goal. No handball called. Yeah. Yet, in that same game with New England, a ball <sighs> hits one of the defender's yep. chests yep. and the ref calls a handball mm. for New England. Um, you know, Ridiculous. so I do. I understand people will say, "Look, these things even out." Yes, they do. But at this level, oh these God. mistakes—it's awful—should not be made. It's absolutely awful. I mean, even looking at it across the league right now, uh, teams like Colorado, twenty-two yellow cards have been issued so far, just to them so far this season. I mean, you look even across the board. The one thing I have to make you know mention of, so you got to commend real fast, Houston Dynamo. They've only had seven total cards issued to them this year, so good for them. But FC Dallas, 21. Colorado, 22. DC United, 18 yellow cards. These are teams that are consistently week in and week, in, week out getting in the ref's book because of poor tackles or just poor choices by the refs as well. And it, it's ridiculous. Well, and, and as I said, you know, two weeks ago, uh, Orlando City was playing Philadelphia. Yeah. And Philly wins the game off of a, a Barnetto goal that mm-hmm. should have been, that was clearly offside but that doesn't get called um listen here's here's what i think needs to happen is that the pro the professional referees organization yes instead of just coming out i commend them for coming out and saying you know what yeah that that should have been a red card against the red bulls you got to do something uh, about it then but right what has to happen is these refs have to get suspended now alex yeah. chapman or alan chapman who i actually think is a one of the better refs in mls he was the one who missed giving a red card to De Young when he took out Darlington Nagby. Yes. He got suspended for the next week of Good. games. Suspend so him how for is a pay, it that suspend him for something? Baldomero Toledo, who to me has always been a horrible referee. He continues to get <laughs> center after, referee. He's named after a city in Ohio, so that was his first fault. <laughs> well, you're just being harsh on Midwestern cities today. It's Cleveland and Detroit <laughs> and any, I just, Listen, any, but my point is is that this is a man who consistently makes Bad mistakes, horrible yeah. mistakes. He's never consistent in the game except for his inconsistency. Hey, he's got to be consistent. Pro's got to come out and take these guys off for a couple of yeah. weekends. Put somebody else in there, get some fresh blood in there. I'm not a big fan of saying let's get some Europeans over here to ref games. No, I mean you've I'm, got. I'm not a fan guys. of that at all. You got to. We have to develop referees just like we're focusing on developing I players. I completely agree with you on that one, and it's crazy. We're only for some teams. I mean, total FC Dallas. They've played nine games, so we're we're nine games in. Basically, and the fact is, those numbers that I was reading before, though, you see, a team like Colorado—they've played eight games. How do you have twenty-two yellow cards handed out in eight games? To me, at least, that seems absurd. Well, I will say, no part of that is the initiative for the refs being tougher and trying to make and the MLS game that. flow better. You're trying to take control early on in the season. Right. We usually see this level out a little bit. Mid-season people are, you know, a little bit more calm, and then it fires up at the end of the year a little bit more too. You know, it's the it's the vetting period right now for players coming into the league or just trying to say, hey, what can I get away with in MLS? Right. Honestly, this year, you might be able to shoot a guy and not get carded for That's it. That's true. 
which is ridiculous. Depending on the ref and depending on exactly how if, we Toledo, feel on that if Toledo's day. refereeing, you'd be like, "Oh, you shot Kyle Laren. That's fine. You know, play on. You know, no big deal. They got possession out of it. It's like, <laughs> what? So, so again, you know, just to wrap this up, I'm not saying that um, every single game is is decided no, not by refs, every game. but there's but been, there's been so many. We've talked about many. this almost right. every week so right. far. Yes, and at some point, you have to say enough is enough. Suspend some guys and get some new people in. And you do start to feel for Orlando City a bit because three weeks in a row now they've had a number of calls that were incredibly questionable. It, has, to, uh, it makes it as an as an Orlando organization, maybe you you either commission you know Don Garber and say, hey. Get it together, or we're not going to show up for a game. We'll take the loss, whatever. But we're going to, you know, cost the league some money. Understand ourselves some money as well. Right, but right. we want to make sure that we're being treated fairly. Right. We're not. I mean, they're they're, they're a second year club. NYCFC's not having these issues. Orlando is. That's right. You know, it's like at what point are you know what what are, what's it going to take? Honestly, at this point, is it going to take a team boycotting a game or two teams boycotting a game if it's a certain ref? If Toledo's refing, well, a, I, you know, I, an upcoming yeah. game. I mean, you know, that's never going to happen because it's not. of the they financial like, ramifications. Exactly, but. I know. But at some point, though, if it gets to a point where you know you guys can't even you know brush up against each other on a you know walking out of the tunnel without being handed a yellow card for goodness sakes, it's like, come on, what what does it need to be? Right. Some right. consistency would be nice. Yeah, and you know, I, I think it's great that they have the the pro organization where there is a there is a YouTube video out there that YouTube, um, not YouTube, YouTube, maybe YouTube yeah. did it. I don't know. <laughs> right. They say no, it. A YouTube video that does show how these guys are trained, and it actually is pretty intense. Yeah, and I've seen the video before too. They go but, through a lot of rigorous training, which is great, but. Somehow something, they seem to something's forget it being all. missed. Something's. I think well, it's and different it, though being know, trained in you know in front of ten people as opposed to being in front of a stadium of five to ten thousand right. screaming fans. You know, part of it is for the fact that the game is faster than the refs. Yeah. Something maybe it's maybe that's what the matter is 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 or maybe that's what the solution is. Training is, more athletic refs. No, maybe having a couple of refs on the field or maybe instant replays the answer or some something. Yeah, maybe you add two more linesmen. You know, you have you know if sure. you're a linesman, you take you know. The, the defensive half, there's another guy on the same side of the field that takes the attacking half or whatever. Right. And that way they don't have to continue Or, or you look at what they do in Champions League. They've got the assistant refs yeah, that are on the, the goal on the lines. Line. Yeah. yeah. Yep, exactly. And that's you see a lot of crucial calls being made. Whatever it is, something something has to happen. Exactly. And, and solutions have to be presented. And we've seen solutions throughout the world. You yeah. know, we, we don't want to just complain and not have solutions. But <laughs> solutions are out there. And there that's, are. That's what pro has to start doing. I agree. All right. Let's take a look at the week that was in Major League Soccer. Toronto FC... Surprisingly, I would say, surprisingly, beat Montreal 2-0. Sebastian Giovinco gets both goals in this one again, which I'm sure made Simon's fantasy team happy, which is oh, well, ex- great. Except I didn't captain him well, this Well, he still so. got you points one he way did. or another. So Giovinco continues to be just an absolutely re- you know, dominant force this year. He's scored six out of TFC's eight goals this year. He's accounted for 75% of the team's goals so far this season. That is a man that you want on your side. Toronto is nearly done with their eight-game road stand, and they can finally go home and play a couple games. But at they've the, done a really good at job. At the newly, newly renovated. Yes, the newly, newly, newly <laughs> BMO, BMO, BMO Harris. Or not BMO Harris, just BMO, BMO right. Field. But, I mean, you look at it. If you're, if you're TFC, you, you sit in third place. You've played seven games. You've got right. 11 points. A lot of folks were saying, hey, if they can get out of this eight-game road stint with eight points, great. Well, they've surpassed that. They've got 11. You know, they're two, three, and two. Or they're three, two, and two. So I would consider so far, if with one more road game in hand, they're doing all right. You know, I do have to say it's interesting that TFC is one of the few teams still playing a 4-4-2. They got Eltador and Giovinco up top. You'd almost expect somebody like a Giovinco to be that lone striker. 
But uh, you know, and in some ways, you wor- see, but it's out- working for them. It is huh? working for them. It is uh, because you, you know Montreal came out with what a lot of teams use now is the four-two-three-one or a four-three-three, yep. trying um, to get as many attacking options on the field exactly without completely exactly. devoiding your midfield. But they're using him well. Altador, you know, he may not be scoring a lot of goals, but one thing he is doing, he's he's he's, he's playing that number nine where he's got his. Back yep. to the goal and, and playing strong so he can feed that ball exactly. to Giovinco. And that second goal that Giovinco scored, too, was more of a collision that occurred, and I believe it was Will Johnson that happened to be there that just kind of gave it a last little eh, and it sure. rolled a couple yards in front of Giovinco when he hit it one time, left-footed far post. That's you know It was a good one-time finish from him. Toronto, they win 2-0. Philadelphia beat up on NYCFC. NYCFC is terrible. NYFC is not only terrible, they have the exact same record at this time than they did last year. Jason uh, Christ got fired hmm. at the end of the season. How interesting. Will they do the same thing? To uh, Patrick Vieira? Right. No. Of course not. Why? Because he's... Patrick it, it, Vieira. It's, even in MLS, we have an anti-American bias. Isn't that crazy? It's ridiculous. So Philadelphia, they continue to... Surprise. They're really good. Yeah, they're yeah. tied in first place. Technically, they own the tiebreaker. What I what I do have to say is, folks, calm down. CJ Sapong, he's having a great season. Stop. Uh, but we're only nine Stop. games in. Stop saying, hey, when is he going to get called up? Oh, look, MLSsoccer.com once again. CJ Sapong, <laughs> is he the answer? Stop! <laughs> Golly! Baxter, what happened to your revs? Uh, DC United. This is interesting because uh, Bobby Shuttleworth did a very good job for most of this game. He did a very good job in goal, but what it came down to at the end of the day is New England just defensively is not very good. Well, and it's interesting. If you look back, uh, DC beat the Revs last year in the... Uh, Dear God, that's beautiful. <laughs> Sorry. I just happened to pull up the picture of the proposed Detroit <laughs> Stadium. Um, Jeez. Sorry. But DC tends to have the Revs number. It seems like they this do. Past Traditionally, they have. I mean, uh, they drew or no? I, I forget what they did. That New England played them very recently. Three three. It wasn't that a three three draw. I was believe that, you're was right. Was that Orlando? Um, you have to go back and look. I'd but either way, it seems they like drew, yeah. It's it doesn't seem like a surprise to me. Even though I started out by saying what happened to the Revs, it doesn't seem like a surprise to me when I see DC no. beat. New England. No, no matter, and at no this point, too, at. New England, and I wrote an article about this the other day on Vavil.com, previewing the Revs-Portland game this week, which we'll get to in a little bit, basically saying, at what point, number one, does Jay Heaps get the axe? And number two, when right. does the organization finally start spending money? And that's that's the that's the issue I feel with. I, I struggle with the times, and I want to switch my fandom at times between the Packers and the Revolution, because now the team is willing to spend money to go out and bring in higher quality players. They're like, let's develop, let's develop. Okay, you can only do that for so long. You know, I mean, right. New England has right. kind of, has been that laughing stock, and Peter Wilt was nice enough to remind me of that. You know, a couple months ago, I was like, "Oh, how many championships did the Revolution have?" You know, and I made fun of his Chicago Fire. I'm like, I understand that. Okay, we've you know they've been there to the, the final a couple times, and they just can't seem to put it all together. They've got a good core, but you got to spend some money to update a lot of the team, especially they're, they're, the strikers. They're kind of like Arsenal in a way, and that yeah. that's been Arsenal's thing is we're developing players, we're developing players, and they sell them. But at some point, you know, Arsenal had that awesome run. A few years ago, where they yep. went, you know, thirty-eight games undefeated. But ever since then, you never really feel like Arsenal's going to win the Premier League. No, and nope. it's it's the same way with the Revs. Is never feel like no. that they're just they're going to do it. I agree, and look at that. I also support Arsenal. Fantastic. <laughs> Columbus beat Houston one nil. Uh, Columbus quietly working their way back in. They're now. I mean, if the playoffs started today, they're in the playoffs. Good for them. They are two, two, and three. They've got eight points. Houston, what happened? What happened to Houston? They had one win, and suddenly they've lost four, mm-hmm. and they, they've only won one game over their last six. 
something is going wrong in Houston. I don't know. Is it injuries? Is it miscommunication? Did they just get really hot right away because everybody and their mother was jumping on the Houston Dynamo bandwagon right. after the first couple of weeks saying, look at how good the Dynamo are. They're exciting. They play energetic soccer. And now they can't put anything together anymore. Yeah, it's... it's uh... Andrew Wenger, one of the best players in MLS. He should be called up to the U.S. national team. Shut up. <laughs> good Lord. Oh, my God. I hate people like that. Anyway. Sorry. Anyway. This is too upfront. We can be a little fiery at times. You are. Especially it just annoys fiery me, today. especially. In, I is, mean, it, is it because I'm more calm today? That I think so. <laughs> Usually, you're the fiery one, but it's that's just, very true. The, that's the one thing I hate about our industry, Simon. The media world loves to overhype people after one game. It's true. Giovinco, you can go crazy with Giovinco. That's fine. He's scoring goals left and right. I don't. You can overhype the heck out of him. That's fine. Don't tell me CJ Sapong is Rio Green Klinsman's answer for the Gold <laughs> Cup or for the you know Copa America. Just stop. Talking. No, but what you can say, somebody who has been telling us to stop talking and Jermaine the rest of the Jones. world to stop talking is stop. Jermaine. He scored Jones. two goals. Get over it. But no, exactly listen, what he's, do- what he's listen, doing. He right. did, he's doing what he did with the revolution. He came in, he lit a fire, and everybody's going crazy, and Colorado's good. But what? Well, Colorado is good. They, I know, were, they were playing well saying, before him. Well, yes, but even still, it's a, a different vigor. I mean, he's, but he's been around yes. the team, though, the entire season. Right. Now, the difference, What's I think what makes this most impressive, though, is that. He has not played. I mean, he's obviously played the last two games, yeah. but he had to miss the first six games of the season, yeah. and he hadn't played really much competitively since last season. You're right. And then to come in and just tear he's it up like the he midfield. is. Yeah, he's running the midfield right now for Colorado, and honestly, at this point, if you see what he's done so far for the team, you compare it to what he did with New England when he first joined them, I would not be surprised if we see Colorado make a very deep playoff run. I know it's two different teams and two different stories, but what he's doing right now, as I've watched these highlights and I've watched these games, I'm looking at New England a couple of years ago. That's exactly what I'm doing sure. right now, and that's sure. what it makes the most sense. So Colorado, they go out and they thrash a very banged-up, Dempsey-less Seattle Jordan Morris scores again. Watch somebody, somebody else that continues to get overhyped. It's national news anytime Jordan Morris scores a goal. Or Listen, Pulisic. here's the thing. Colorado is tied with L.A. and Real Salt Lake for most points per game. Jeez. So they're top of the league if you look at points yeah. per game. Two points per game. Better than FC Dallas. Better than FC the Dallas Earthquakes. Has been, FC Dallas can't get Mauro Diaz on the field right now, though, which That's we'll right. get to in That's a minute. That's true. That's true. So Colorado, though, they win 3-1 to one against a Seattle team, which... Very you, weak right now. Yes. Uh, they a lot have of a injuries. Lot of, they have a lot of injuries. So right. I, I'm curious to, to see what they do going forward. I'm also very curious to see what the LA Galaxy do going forward after they have five different players thrash RSL. It was 4-1 before RSL finally got on the score sheet again, but Stevie G, Jassy Zardes, Boiteng, Dos Santos, Mike McGee, everybody and their mother, Bruce Arena, I think, even scored a goal in this game. I honestly. think so. It was, it's hard. It's games like this that I look back at Nick Romando and people are like, why does he need to get national team call-ups? This is why. And I understand right. you can compare a little bit, and I, not all these goals were his fault. You, right. you, there's only so much as a goalkeeper you can do. By the way, side note, congratulations, Nick Romando. Played in his 400th yes, MLS game. sure did. Sorry to ruin the party there against an L.A. team. But L.A., though, I see this team, and I see what they do in this game to a good team like RSL. And you, you get, you get ter- if you're not terrified as an MLS fan saying, L.A. did this to RSL, right. holy cow. Robbie Keane's not even on the field right now. Right. You know? It's scary. I, I, hmm. <laughs> Something to keep an eye on. Although I will say, this happened last year too, yeah. where they were really, really hot. Yeah. 
And uh, RSL didn't have we, plots. We handed them the MLS Cup early. We did. And and then they just puttered out. I agree. And they didn't RSL didn't have Plata, so everybody that's freaking out saying they didn't have Plata. I understand. But still, <laughs> one little, you know, Plata can only do so much against an Arsenal that the Galaxy threw at RSL's back line this game. Speaking of a a completely goalkeeper performance that I think uh, should be highlighted instead of talked down about, once again, David Ousted. FC Dallas peppered, peppered Vancouver. Yes. Absolutely ridiculous. He reminded me of what I watched Joe Hart in the Champions League this week as well against Real Madrid. No matter where the ball was, no matter what part of his body he had to use, he made the save. And we saw old Vancouver go through and train wreck FC Dallas 3-0. It's amazing that Vancouver only has three wins on the season considering Alstead's play in yes. goal. Yes, Mauro Diaz did not play in this game, but Fabian Castillo played. He had a lot of fantastic shots, but David Alstead rose to the occasion. That's right. And he looked That's really right. good. San Jose beats Sporting Kansas City. Where is, FC, is, SC, is SKC going right now? I don't know. Well, you know, the thing is San Jose at home is a pretty tough team. It so, is. So We've you talked can't, about that. can't take that away from is a yes. hard place to play yep. in. Uh, so they've, they've really made that new home definitely their home. Um, but, yeah, Sporting Kansas City is, is definitely a bit of an anomaly. They start out the season with a three-game winning streak, and now they're on the three-game losing streak. Not for the fact of guys scoring goals, though. Dom Dwyer, they're you know, fairly consistent. He's still been scoring. I know right. he got shut out in this game, but they're still keeping games close. They are. You know? Yeah. I mean, 1-0, that's... That's <laughs> the final score line. So. Yeah. And there was, this is the first week, I think, all season long that no team drew. You know, what, what I will say is the thing that happens to Sporting Kansas City is in their defense. They tend yeah. to make one major mistake a game, yep. and that costs them. Is Sporting Kansas City overhyped? Side note. At this point in the season... And just in general, like if you if you if the season doesn't start, you look at all the rosters, you look at the marketing basically done. Is Sporting right. Kansas City one of those teams that's overhyped because of having Graham Zusi, Matt Beasley? Well, that's Blair. what I was going to say. Is I don't I don't feel like they're they're overhyped if you look at the individuals, but as they play as a team, then yeah. So it's kind of a yes and no answer yeah. to that. Hmm. Just was curious about that. Uh, another team that might or may not be overhyped, depending on how they decide to show up, is the New York Red Bulls. They beat. Orlando, 3-2. to two. Unfortunately, after Kyle Lahren got scissor-kicked in the box and they couldn't get a chance to tie the game. But good for the Red Bulls, though. Bradley Wright Phillips, he needed a goal. He got two. So you could see everybody in New York Red Bull Arena just kind of finally go, <sighs> Yes. You know, it, it is really unfortunate. Or, he stole a goal from Grella. He really know, did. O- Orlando really should have been playing with an extra man most yeah, of this game because of that. Have. So you wonder how that affected Clear. things. But nevertheless... They're, you're still up. You can't. You as a professional organization, as a yeah. professional team, you can't let the ref BWP and everything. I mean, Kyle right. Laren, though. I mean, he's got he got a goal. He got a goal early on in this game, and I, I think a lot of folks watching this game were going, "Here we go again." If right. you're a Red Bulls, oh fan, sure, he know? got it early too. Laren was... scores, I think, three or four minutes in, right? And then you know, if you're a Red Bulls fan, you're like, "Well, we're home. Great. Orlando's up. Kaka, whatever. It's going to be great. great." Right, right. So the question for you, you know, as we're talking about, yeah. Fans going crazy. Bendick in the last, uh, you know, beginning of the season, up until this game, he's been playing fantastic to the point where people are saying, hey, he should get called up to the national Uh team. Then this happens. And all of a sudden, all those calls calm down. Yeah, And I'm not saying, you know what, I'm not saying that he shouldn't be. That's usually what happens, though. But, right. Where are the Andrew Wenger fans? Right. You know? Yeah. Houston's been bad. Andrew Wenger's been non-existent. Exactly. (laughs) 
Holy cow. Simon, you beat me in predictions this week, so congratulations. What? You beat me. Uh, you, were, you went 5-4 and four in the week. I went 3-6. and six. You now lead. You are now 28-50. and 50. I hadn't even checked on and that. And I am 27-51. and 51. So I'm up overall, too, Baxter. Yes. Congratulations. I think, I think, thank you. And I think this is the first week, and I'm not saying this to, uh, to break, but I think this might be the first week either of us actually had a... No, there was another week where both of us I think tied we, and we had we a had winning a, record. We had both had winning records early on, I right. think. I don't remember where it was. I'm looking at all these two We've and eights. We've been fairly atrocious <laughs> this fu- so far. You've been level a couple of times. It might have been week one. No? I don't know. No, I thought it was when the U.S. played. Oh, it's six and seven. That that was... All right, cool. Well, thanks for that update, Baxter. You're now. welcome. So congratulations on that. All right, let's uh, let's predict a couple games this upcoming week here. Uh, NYCFC right. and Montreal. NYCFC, they've lost six straight. Montreal, but this this is a weird series though because these two teams actually have been able to beat each other in right. recent history. Right. So it's at NYCFC. You'd like to say maybe hey they're going to finally snap and do something, but and the impact you know they've had their last two they finally lost you know their two game winning streak to Toronto finally this last couple of weeks. <laughs> is NYCFC going to finally get a victory? No, no Montreal. Okay, that's who I have too. Uh, the Revs and Portland. Um, well, there's a couple teams that play a couple uh, multiple games this week. Um, so there's 13 total MLS games this week. Uh, the Revs travel to Portland, or no, I'm sorry, Portland travels to New England. Uh, Portland beat them 2-0 last year, and they're only meeting. Uh, Portland, in my opinion, is doing just a little bit better, even though these two teams combined have three total victories on the year, which is sad, especially for the defending defending champs. But you've mentioned this before, Simon. They started slow last year. New England starting slow la- started slow last year. New England never really caught up. Portland did. In this game, I think Portland still walks away with victory. Well, I'm actually going to. Uh, well, this is this is a tough one. Um, I, I'm still going to lean on New England taking this one. Okay, I know they I'm don't. Fine have, with that. I know they're picking Portland. <laughs> right, they don't have Chris Tierney. I understand he's out, but you look at and Teal Bunbury as well, maybe out. But you just look at the 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 injuries that Portland is dealing with. Uh, Liam Ridgewell's still out. Darren Maddox, of course, is now out. Darling Tignagby's out. Adam Kouarse. Now, Gleason did well as a backup keeper in goal in their last game, but Elvis Powell, another defender that's out. I just think Portland has too many injuries to go travel on the road and do well. And it's yeah. across, you know, it's across uh, country traveling, too. Right. So, I mean, this is the first of two games. Portland will be playing TFC later on in the week. Uh, the Rebs will take on Orlando as well. So, I mean, I love his, obviously I want New England to win in my heart of hearts, but I think Portland has got a better... And vice versa. Absolutely, yeah. So, I mean, this is, this is good. We both, one of us will end up winning at the end that's of the day, right, unless they draw. Right. And then we'll both be like... Ah, whatever they didn't lose, or, or are we just taking the cheap way out, back? That too. It's always hard with this game. We're both like, "What do we do?" Vancouver and Sporting Kansas City. Uh, honestly, the way David Ousted played, uh, it reminded me that he's actually a very good goalie, despite you right. know, Vancouver right. losing a couple of games recently. I've got them going against a very inconsistent Sporting Kansas City team, and that's the third consecutive defeat, like you mentioned, for Sporting Kansas City. I, I have a hard time getting between them, honestly. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Vancouver. Okay, this, this is the second time these two teams have met. Vancouver, uh, Dom Dwyer scored two goals in the last victory. Uh, they beat Vancouver 2-1 back on March 12th. So Sporting Kansas City has the edge, but I like Vancouver, as do you, Simon. Yes, I uh, do. The Red Bulls and FC Dallas, walk me through that one. Walk you through that one. Uh, well, as you talked about, Bradley Wright Phillips got his first two goals of the season. Yep. FC Dallas had their six-game undefeated streak put to an end in a That's major huge. loss to Vancouver. Um, I, I tell you what, I think I'm actually going to take the Red Bulls on this one. They're, uh, they actually have a three-game undefeated streak against FC Dallas. Interesting. And uh, there was, boy, I'm trying to remember which team it was where I said maybe this is this is the game that 
gets them to the next level, and it happened. And that's that's what I see this, no matter how they won, that's what I see this Red Bulls win against Orlando City being that. Okay. That's going to finally launch them into f- having a positive streak of results here. Yeah. So I'm taking New York I don't over know if you, FC I don't, Dallas. I, I zoned out for a second there. Did you say that FC Dallas hasn't won at Red Bull Arena since 2006? I did not say that. That I didn't know. Yeah, but I was, Well, I mean, I, not necessarily Red Bull Arena, but they haven't won at a home venue for the Red Bull since 2006. Right. Yeah, no, I, I had mentioned that the Red Bulls have a three-game winning streak yep. against uh, against FC Dallas. And the Red Bulls have won one of three on their last five visits uh, Yeah, to Frisco. So the Bulls against the Toros. I'm going I've with got the, the Bulls. Bulls as well. Yeah. Yep. Uh, Seattle and Columbus. Is it is it is it as difficult? It's not that difficult of a prediction, I don't think. I don't think so either. I'm actually taking Columbus on this. I think I Seattle I is too. just too banged up. Columbus, I, I think Seattle right now just needs to take a couple of defeats or try to get a couple draws, try to salvage. I mean, the West, I know, is a hard division to get behind in. But once all the right pieces come back, and you're wondering, too, with Obafemi Martins being gone, how much of a factor is that playing? Right. right. Now? With Dempsey yeah. being so wishy-washy, and he'll probably be gone again for Copa America, despite our... Well, and Dempsey is, probably won't play this week because of injury. Good Lord. NYCFC Vancouver. What do you think about this one? NYCFC. I just, I can't pick, I can't pick City at all right no, now. No, I can't I'm either. Going with Vancouver. Even though I, yeah, no, I agree with you on that one. Vancouver is a much better team. It was great to see a guy like Hakuta Mane finally get on the score sheet in the last game. And uh, these teams have met once. They met last year uh, with NYCFC actually winning. They won 2-1 uh, actually at BC Place last year. So there's that. But eh, right. different teams, different times. Philly and San Jose. What do you got? Yeah, this one is in Philadelphia. Uh, you know, San Jose, surprisingly, even without Clarence Goodson, has been playing quite well. Yeah. Um, but I, Philadelphia, CJ Sapong with the way he is playing. Four goals in uh, five games. Sebastian Latou has been playing really well. Get him on the national team. They play. <laughs> I mean, they're they're moving this ball well. They know, they know how to move it down the field. Yep. Uh, San Jose is still kind of that play the ball long and and try to beat down the opponent's defense. I'm going with Philadelphia on this. Okay, I'm going to pick a draw. Honestly, I think All these right. two teams are going to have a lot of attacking uh, incentive and are really going to stretch each other thin. But at the end of the day, I think someone's going to a notch a a late winner or a, a late uh, a late. You know that that word equalizer. Equalizer. Good there lord. There we go. Uh, so you're, you're asking the man who's Philly. dealing with a... Philly is who you took, right? Yeah. Montreal and Colorado. Montreal hosts. Interesting right now with that one. What do you think? I'm actually going to take a draw on this one. Um, it's it's interesting. When these teams play against each other, they like to score a lot of goals. Yeah. Um, so I do have Zach McMath as my keeper on my fantasy team, but I also have Harry Ship and Piatti in my midfield. Ooh, be careful so, about that. Those points count against each other. They, so think they that do. They, well, there's nothing I can do about it. My lineup's set. My other goalkeeper is Jesse Gonzalez, who has not been playing for FC Dallas, so I, I, don't, I don't have a choice. Um, there you go. But, you but there your, you have you it. You made your transfers for the week, too? Yes, I did. Oh, yes, okay. yeah, yeah. Sad. Anyways. Anyway, uh, I've got Colorado. <laughs> Why not? YOLO. So what do you think? Is it, is it, am I better off just playing a player that I know won't have any goals <sighs> against him? Maybe. It all depends. I mean, depends on if Piatti. I mean, <sighs> Montreal plays two games this week. Though, they do, they? yeah. Well, it doesn't matter, though. Colorado plays one, two. Colorado plays two games this week as well, though, so you probably want him in for a right. chance at double points. See, it's a tough one. That's where Colorado, I messed up with No, my... Colorado plays one game this week. Hmm. That's a hard situation to be in. Email us. Yeah, let us know. <laughs> let, let Simon know what he should do with his goalkeeper situation. He needs to figure something out. All right, and quickly as we wrap things up here in this segment, Chicago, D.C., what do you got? <laughs> 
No one Whew. cares. <laughs> Chicago, DC. Um, I'm gonna take. Uh, I'm gonna take Chicago. Really? Okay. I've got DC. I think they're gonna ride high after that victory over the Rebs. Rebs, Orlando. I've got uh, New England. I'm taking a draw. Okay. RSL, Houston. I'm taking RSL. As am I. TFC and Portland. In Portland. Draw. Interesting. I've got TFC, Giovinco and company. Looking hot. And finally, SKC and LA. Going to go with my upset pick of the week, Sporting Kansas City. Oh, interesting. I've got LA taking that victory. Let us know your thoughts. Find us on Twitter, to upfront Soccer at Baxter Colburn, at Simon Provan. When we come back, the Milwaukee Barons are in the house. Let's chat with them, see what we got going on in the wonderful world of Milwaukee soccer and the upcoming Milwaukee Torrent game as well. You're listening to Two Up Front on Sports Radio America, presented by ShopFutsal.com. Welcome back inside to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by ShopFutsal.com. I'm Baxter Colburn. This is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, how are we doing so far? I'm doing all right. Sinus infection's still there, but I'm fighting You're through. hanging in there. You <laughs> haven't uh, gone too crazy yet. You haven't red-carded your, uh, your sinus oh, infection Oh, I've red-carded it, but it refuses to leave the field. Wow, That's the I wish that were an option, honestly. That would make my <laughs> yeah, playing right, days right. so much easier, honestly. Yeah. Uh, I love it. Well, yeah, we, uh, we, as, you, as you heard in our last segment, Simon was very fired up about the referees in Major League Soccer. So uh, you can go back and listen to that and hear a little bit more about what happened with that uh, and our upcoming predictions as well for this week in MLS action. In our next segment, we are joined by the Houston Dash forward, Rachel Daly as well, straight off of her NWSL Player of the Week and also uh, just an overall rocketing open day performance as well for the Houston Dash as well. But Simon, now we've got some, some local some local. We do, as well. yes. Very excited to have these gentlemen on. We've got the Milwaukee Baron Supporters Group. We've got two gentlemen representing them today, uh, Brian Weber and Fred Gillick. Did I say that right, Fred? Yes, you did. All right, good. Welcome to the show, guys. Thank you. Awesome Thanks to have you us. here. Yeah. All right, well, gentlemen, as, we, uh, as some folks that have listened to the show before, we know uh, in the past the Barons have been on. But it's been a long time since you since anybody from the Barons have been on. So why don't you give us a, a refresher, one hundred and one fast about what the Milwaukee Barons are to the the Milwaukee soccer area? Well, we are a grassroots supporters group that uh, wants to bring a pro team, pro outdoor team of the as high a level as we can get, I guess, to uh, the Milwaukee area. And uh, our goal in achieving that is to unite all of the fans in the area. Uh, the different groups that are out there, and uh, bring them all together to uh, rally around that flag and uh, bring a professional soccer team to Milwaukee. And that's something I think that, uh, as far as I've been around, I've only been around back in the city for a couple of years, about five or so years, and I've heard those those rumors for a while, and I'm sure, Simon, you've been here Well, we we, you know we did have the Milwaukee Rampage, which at that time was um, both in the highest league, and then MLS came around, so then they were in the second division. And all three of my brothers actually played for the Rampage at some point. Name dropper. Yeah, well, of course, (laughs) it's my family. I get the name (laughs) dropper. I saw your brothers play at the Rampage. (laughs) You did probably the year they won and beat Minnesota, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah, that was always the big rival, the Minnesota Thunder. Yeah, those guys are just knuckleheads, man, in Minnesota, aren't they? That sounds about right. I think even to this day, yeah, I think they they still have this animosity towards. Milwaukee. Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. clearly they have the upper hand. They've got a franchise, and, and we don't, so clearly they've got the last laugh. But we'll those get were there. great matches. They'll Plenty of time, there. exactly. Well, even in, yeah, back in the day, it was called UCISL, United Soccer 
independent you soccer. Yeah, yeah, you sizzle. That's I forget right. what it sounds like. USISL, independent soccer, something U.S. independent soccer leagues that were all like brought together and but yeah the Milwaukee Rampage and Minnesota Thunder that that was that was the Portland Seattle of that it, league seriously right. it was it was awesome the Midwest classic yes. it was it yeah. was and those were great matches actually they those were, were huh. yeah. those were intense the rivalries were you know uh passionate and, and I think and hey at one point Brian McBride played for the Rampage yeah, uh, yeah he the did. Gambatese brothers were on the yeah. Thunder and Tony Santa Tony played Santa with the Rampage there, yeah yeah so they were there were great players playing in that league at that there point. Were. Milwaukee does that. We do, you know, it's like everything else in the sport. It's like a passionate thing. We're a good stepping stone, too, even looking at, like, you know, the Milwaukee Brewers and Milwaukee Bucks right now. We're fun to, it's fun to hang out for a couple of years, and then, okay, I actually want to go do something successful with my career now. Right. So I'm yeah, going to go we play are for a bigger market, too. Yeah, so true, right? To see, like, Paul Molitor uh, coaching the Twins. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, we kind of... But that's what we do. We adopt people Didn't well we have, Was it Ned yes. Yost, too? Yeah. Was the Ned Yost, manager? yeah. I mean, he just went to World Series with the Royals. I mean, you really have to rub it in. I mean... <laughs> It's There's hard this, to see that. We just really watched is. this thing called Sons of Ben. We had a viewing party at sure, Brenner yep. where we do uh, the Barons Pilsner. And as we were watching this, we're like the stories are verbatim. Mm-hmm. Like it's the same struggle. It's this, you know... I mean, we're kind of looking at each other, laughing the whole time, going, wow, man, if these guys can do it in, in Negadelphia, which is what <laughs> Milwaukee seems to be <laughs> yes. exactly. turning yeah, yeah, right. into with this this kind of defeatist attitude, which I think is nonsense. But, you know, it, if look, it, what it comes down to is we've got the best people. I've been around this world a lot, mm-hmm. and I'm sure you guys have traveled and you've Absolutely. come across many different people, many different stripes and ilk, right? Yeah, I traveled to Racine once. Yeah. <laughs> 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 right. Different people. Right. It's like, and then you get to Cincinnati in Ohio, then it's a completely different story. And then you realize they're not anything like us. But we do have some of the best people in this town. I agree. We have, you know, in this country, actually, and uh, as far as to say the world. You know, there's, there's... Midwestern nice for a reason. Yeah, it's true, you know. And it's not Minnesota nice. We actually mean it. You know? Exactly. We, we suffer this stuff. And when we don't get our way, we kind of like retool. We'll cry for about an hour and then we get back to work. And right. So that's what this mission. <laughs> Unless you're a Packer fan, that, that's that usually, from my experience. Yeah, a well, that's that's, that a, that's a different story entirely. Yeah, but you know, that's not that's not a beautiful game now, is it? Exactly. This is a beautiful game. Exactly. That's that's a that's a whole different animal over there. And I agree with you on that. Well, speaking of the beautiful game, there is a beautiful game taking place this coming weekend that involves uh, a new possible development in the uh, Milwaukee professional hopeful soccer realm as the Milwaukee Torrent continue on their preseason. Uh, they've taken on the University of Milwaukee. They beat them 2-0 in their first ever game in a preseason match, and then they took on Marquette University and unfortunately lost 4-0. So now they look to go up 2-1 to one in their preseason standings. They take on the University of Wisconsin-Green Bay. That's going to be at Whitefish Bay High School on Saturday as right. well, kickoff at noon. What insight do you guys have about this game coming up in terms of other things happening? Let me, let me just jump ahead because we are talking about this negative stuff. One of the things that made me real excited, and I think you guys may even saw my, my post on Facebook, is when the Barons came out and announced that, you know what, we yeah, we, we want an MLS team, we want an NASL team or USL team, wh- mm-hmm. whatever whatever it may be, but, but we do have this professional team in Milwaukee now called the Torrent. Yes. And, and right. uh, you know, one of the things historically in Milwaukee is people just butting heads and people not working together. So it was a really cool day when the Barons came out with their announcement that, hey, you know what, we're going to support the Torrent. We're going we're gonna to cheer right along with the flood. We'll be in the yeah. stands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, th- that was an exciting thing to see. We, uh, we went to check out some of those early kind of uh, non-league matches to see what it was because we had curiosity, right? Mm-hmm. True. So there was a group of us the first time, and, you know, it wasn't, you know, like this this big thing yet, because simply I don't think they wanted it to be a big thing yet. 
because they got it. You know, they had three practices before, right? <laughs> and so just to see like 500 people show up at Engelman was pretty cool. Yeah. And so well, the marketing job has been really good. So yeah, far, they're getting right? it. They're you know they're they're probably you know looking looking for for good ideas. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but you know they are a pro team, and so the whole point of of what we do is you know they've got an aspiration to grow this mm-hmm. their their team and their brand into something that's something special, and that's what you know we want to get behind. That's what Who we are. That's the whole to? idea. Well, that, that was the that was the biggest Caleb, thing. Yeah, to unify it all. Mm-hmm. We wanted to make sure that was their goal. Um, yep. Uh, Absolutely. To, to move up, to be something bigger than they were starting as. Uh, his idea was to start small mm-hmm. and grow from there. Um, so at first, y- you know, uh, NPSL and provisional, and uh, no one's really sure where that's going to go. But uh, in talking to Andy and seeing uh, what he envisions for that club, uh, it made sense to support them in that uh, while still looking to um, – support other efforts if there mm-hmm. are some uh, to bring a higher level team here right right, right. So, so you so you can't we can't just basically ignore the dude why, why would we and so we're like let's let's do it let's let's actually get people excited about it yeah and well so far and people have gotten yeah excited. that's, yeah. that's the thing is judging you know, you by what showed up in the right. last like mm-hmm. scrimmages uh, the audience there and the attendance there yeah this hasn't even been a home game yet no it's yet. not it's right. just <laughs> right they're well, practice games. right because everybody yeah, really. you're right and so no one's like i mean clearly we all said yeah they're not they're not seasoned yet because they've had three practices. Sure. But the intensity level is there. I mean, the... the well, this um, also wasn't a lot of these guys' first day on the pitch, though, either. You guys have, no, like, Ian right. Bennett running around yeah, and James exactly. Webber. These guys are right. fresh off of right. Milwaukee Wave So they're season. just figuring out how sure. to communicate. And they're exactly. organizing a little bit better. And you can see the frustration because they want to win when things don't go their way. So it's like, yeah, they're taking it for real. And they have a passion about it. Yeah. yeah. And that was the big mm-hmm. thing I think right. a lot of folks are worried about. It's, it's like, this, is this just another, this like, yeah, this bad college league, you know, whatever that for these, whatever. No, these guys are excited to be here. Well, and you look at teams... Even in the MLS, you know, first it, it starts with looking at the market. Yeah. And they want to see a passionate market. Exactly. And if if we're going to keep butting heads and, and the community is not going to support what is already there, then, you know, the noses are going to continue to get turned up yeah. in Milwaukee. You're right. Um, but so Caleb um, is the guy that runs the, the Mopsa thing. Yeah. And then so we, we when we started the Barons, uh, we quickly thought, in fact, it was his post on his page about if we ever had a the question was a poll. If we ever had a team, what should we call it? Mm-hmm. A friend of mine named Scott Carlson. This is how I got involved with it. Said, "Dude, you you might want to enter this thing, you know, because we've been talking about this forever." Sure. And I said, "Dude, I don't do contests. I'm a pro. You know, I mean, <laughs> you know, you got the skills though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there, there's a whole bunch of other people that can do this probably really well too. And then so I whipped this thing together, and it stuck. And it kind of created a stir and people were like, wow, dude, this is, you guys are a real team. We're like, no, 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 we're not. This is <laughs> not a real team. This is a, <laughs> this is a supporters group. Just, uh, we're independent. We don't belong to anybody. We're, mm-hmm. And then Caleb was like, you know what? This is, this is something special. And he's kind of like your, just, you know, your maven of information. He knows it all. And so he's like, let's talk to Davi. Oh, and nice. that's how it starts sometimes. And that's yeah. Yeah. And that was what I was wondering to who initiated. Yeah, it was content. Caleb. Yeah. You know, and so he gets it, man. He sits, uh, around and he consumes this stuff. Mm-hmm. You know? and then yeah. he gets active about it and then he does stuff. So that's kind of what you want with, you know, uh, I guess a fan group or a supporters group. Right. That's, right. that's the right. enthusiasm. And another thing need. too with this, depending on how it goes with the growth of this team, this could be something that we could potentially see an international, you know, known team coming into Miller Park in the summertime. Like we already see these international series right. that take place between the Liga MX and EPL teams, having the Torrent taking on, you know, whoever, some random EPL team or the Liga. I know that's still far off in the in the 
in the outer skirts, but I'm sure the idea has crossed at least one person's Absolutely. mind. You know? Absolutely. Right. You know, that, that, that would be great. We actually uh, talked about that last week with Davi for a minute. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, we're not, I'm not ready yet, but yeah, that, I can see that happening. You can imagine his Deutschness hey. when he said it like that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's a cool dude. I like him. He's Byron a dude that actually, right. you know, there's a lot of dudes that talk balls and, you know, they many expressions you can use for mm-hmm. talking loud and saying nothing. He thing with Dobby, he, he backs up what he says. He exactly. does. And that's one and thing we've learned about being around him for almost yeah, a year now. And, and dude, that's, that's aces in my book. Exactly. You right. Know? And that's so, what you want. So taking it back all the way back to the game now. So I'm, I'm assuming we'll, we'll see some Baron's presence at the Torrent sure. game this Saturday. Yeah, we've got Definitely. a couple of things planned for the, uh, the first couple of matches there. And we also have some news. Is it okay to share that news, Brian? I think so. So on June 10th, which is going to be a Friday, yep. uh, a day before Saturday's kickoff, the, um, home opener. Home the home opener, we're doing a little party over at Brenner Brewing where season ticket holders can show up, receive a, uh, a Barron's Torrent hybrid t-shirt, and oh, also yeah. get, more importantly, their season tickets that they purchased. Okay. Which oh, I think cool. uh, Andy said it was up to, like, what, 200 or 300 now or something? Yeah, I don't know the exact number, but in that range. Yeah, so, which is you know, great. That's, that's huge. That's, that's huge. huge, right. Yeah. So, you know, Mike is over at Brenner has been a really cool dude, and he saw the vision of this, and he's like, Look, man, we'll get behind it. Let's have a little party here. And so anybody who's a good bought party in Milwaukee, who, right? Who, whoever bought their torrent tickets can get them first crack with their names printed on them, June tenth at Brenner Brewing. That's huge. So, yeah, I mean, this is this is what we mean about unifying the tribes. There's a lot of talk about the market can't support another pro team, which man, that's I mean, that's all bull. That's crap, dude. Mm-hmm. And what it is is you have to look at the sponsorships. And just because you've got a group of people that have sponsored teams and excited a fan base a certain way doesn't mean that we have to go after them. You're telling me in this city of, of entrepreneurs and creative people that there aren't any other sponsors that are going to jump on board and, f- and, and follow the sport of the future? It's nonsense. No. I'm you know, so I mean... We got a, we're a supporters group, and we got a beer named after. Us. Right, I was just about to bring that up. Is, yeah. is the Baron's Pilsner going to be at the yeah. uh, June tenth? <laughs> well, party. it's a beautiful Absolutely. bottle. Yeah, yeah it'll it'll be there. It, there, you know? <laughs> you know, it'll definitely be there. And so this is what we're saying: we're proving to all those cynics and those critics who say right. you can't be done. And so the great thing about that Sons of Ben thing that we watched the Philadelphia story and how they got their MLS team, dude, they built that thing in the middle of like the Great Recession. Right, 2008 this happened against all odds and you're telling us that we can't do that come on it's nonsense man right Uh, anybody who wants to say no doesn't know what they're talking about and if they are they're protecting another interest and you know what it's at the end of the game at the end 10 years from now something's gonna happen here you know it's just you're gonna see it you know it might be Andy Andy might be that team that grows it like the Timbers that's right that's right you know but but for us to like you know say we're gonna only work for we're gonna wait for the prom queen or we're gonna wait for (laughs) you know the, the the hottest person in the room to like Ask us to dance. We're like, no, man. We're going to dance with anybody exactly. as long as you know how to dance. Right. You got to you got to attract the people here. You know, we see yeah. now Detroit is a possible MLS right. city, and they've they've had their own NPSL it's team, ridiculous. the Detroit, uh, Detroit City FC. Who you know they're they're bitter about the uh, possible ownership. I don't group, think which, Detroit needs an MLS team, which I understand. Why not? Why not? Detroit is an awful market to put a team in. Any professional team, they can barely support the Pistons and the Tigers. Let alone trying to put an MLS well, team in well, downtown. You mean Detroit. the Lions? Land well, is cheap oh, too. Man. Baseball, yeah. Land yeah. is cheap <laughs> in Milwaukee too if you look in the right places. I mean, oh, exactly. Chester, yeah. Chester Listen, Philadelphia. If there's, can do it. if there's one thing I'll be negative about, and and you're probably not going to like that I say this, Fred, but I know when <laughs> when ten, you know ten years ago or so when Peter was trying to bring a team here, the city council just yeah no it's true hardballed him on everything. One Absolutely. one city council member even came out and said. 
you know, over my dead body will there be professional soccer right. in Milwaukee. I think that guy actually died. Say, next, next well, day well, then it's time. Then we move <laughs> on. I, well, I think, time. yeah. No, I'm and granted, that was, that was a decade ago, but, but yeah. nevertheless, there is still that perception in Milwaukee that outdoor soccer is not a successful venture, which is... All you got to do is step outside the city. Yep. All you got to do is, yep. is yeah. even look at Kansas City. Yeah. You know, they went from they went from having, you know, yep. 7,000 people show up at Arrowhead. They build their own stadium. They sell right. out every single and, game, and 19,000 strong. They're now they have a women's season. professional team now, too. Their inaugural season was coached by a guy who coached the LWM, Bob. That's Nassler, right. Who's That's also right. an Olympic and, you know, uh, World Cup National coach. team, yeah. 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 So, yeah. It, it, come on, man. I mean, this is, there's a lot of old school. A friend of mine used to say this all the time, and sometimes Milwaukeeans look for reasons not to do stuff. Oh yeah, and 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 that's just <laughs> that's because very true, actually. How yeah, you, say that? you know, and it's like, well, we're not about that, you know. No. And it's like, it's a different time now. It's too. a different time. It is. It is. Yeah. Ten years later, it's a different group of people at the city. There were a lot of influences um, working there that aren't in place anymore. True. It's it's so far different, right? That Brady Street got shut down during yeah. a World Cup game, yeah. right? Yeah, because for so two many days in a row, right. the final. And then the the I was there. You were there, right? Mm-hmm. I was not, but uh, so the U.S. Portugal was. match was insane. It was it had about a, a, a little bit more than the final between Jeez. Germany and Argentina. From Arlington, actually, no, from Farwell all the way to Arlington was blocked off. Wow, that's like a that's like three blocks. Right, pretty good sign right, right there. Honestly, right. if you're yeah. shutting down a city street yeah. for something that's not yeah. life threatening, and you know yeah. what, the cops were cool about it. Yeah. You know, they got it because, like, what are they going to do, man? It's like no one's being rowdy. We're not right. going to, you know, right. it's just like, want to support. Just want to support. Look, and, and that was that was Milwaukee. I was actually in Greenville, South Carolina, of all places, during the World Cup final. I was at this two-story bar. You couldn't move in there. Yeah, packed. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, you know, we you, you had said the sport of the future, but it's here. It is. It is here yeah. now. Exactly. You know? so, uh, what I mean you by know? sport of the future is it, for Milwaukeeans, it feels like that because sometimes yeah, sure, we're 10 years sure. out on a lot of things. Sure, yeah. But, I mean, look, man, you know. Ten years ago, the internet really didn't exist. It did, but it, not the way it yes, does now. Yeah. Exactly. Right. You know. So if you want to find out how something is done, type away. And, exactly. And then, That's right. And, and then, streaming, and uh, I mean, look at how many soccer pubs are there yeah. are now right. versus ten years yeah. ago. Yeah. Right. Yeah, exactly. Just in Milwaukee. So. Yeah, exactly. And you see all that that continued growth. I mean, and right now with the rate that MLS is expanding right now too. I mean, I know we're probably not Milwaukee's not going to be in this this twenty eight team right now that Don no. Garber is looking at. No. A lot would have to go right like that. Honestly, we don't, we don't expect that. Honestly, no, exactly. But the fact is that the league is still growing, and yeah. Americans yeah. want it to continue to grow. Right. At a certain point, you can't grow after twenty eight. You're going to have to stop in the thirty. And somewhere. that's what I'm wondering right. too is what's then, that cap? I mean, the NFL is right. at 32, yeah. you know, which is fine. Right. You know, Major League Baseball is in the 28s. Pro NBA's. teams in Europe are in their 30s, exactly. Upper 20s. There comes a point where you just got to be like, right. all right, now we make. Then a it's an oversaturation right. thing. Whatever. Right. Oversaturation, and you can't eat up. You can't eat up all the minor leagues. You know, those right. those players have to have to have a place to play and develop as well. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah, it, but you know, the thing is that with all these stories, there's always someone who has a vision and. The, the vision is usually coupled with the experience and then the money. Yeah. And Milwaukee just doesn't seem to have that. It's Well, it, everybody's trying to go through NBA owners right now. Look at San Antonio. They got, a, they got yeah. the Spurs. Yeah. Uh, right, but, but this is this Milwaukee thing. Like we were just talking about, off, mm-hmm. I think, off the air, where like, yeah. you know, Milwaukee's the stepping stone for something else. Yeah. Like all these people like make their name here, and then but they, they, then they go elsewhere. <laughs> so it's like we're all... To a bigger pe- market. Yeah. We're all these people that made their name here, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. Did they leave right. and not come back and forget their roots? I you don't could know. even look at somebody like the Green Bay Packers. Yeah. If the Packers didn't have immediate success, would people still be talking no, about they the Packers they'd be the gone. same way? No. no, they'd be gone. Exactly. The only reason the Packers exist is because of their storied history exactly the first you know the years with Lombardi and then the waste I mean all that stuff was revisioned with Curly Lambeau and all that nonsense I'm sure we had the bad years for yeah. a couple, you know, a couple of decades yeah. or whatever, too. But like it happens, obviously, right? I mean, exactly. You know, but, but but there still. was those golden years, exactly. Man, and that's what everybody, 
you know, remembered. And but this isn't that animal. This is a completely entirely different thing where we're not asking to do things the old school way. We're asking for people to like, you know, in, if they want to invest in the city, you want to invest in the future. Get on this. Get on this train. Exactly. That's right. And why not? A unified train, as you guys said. Yeah, that's, that's, this is all, uh, all, that's all, all cabooses, that's our man, goal. all sections, is to unify everybody. I mean, it's like if you've got a pro-am team, do something. You know? Exactly. Lift your level. Awesome. Well, hey, guys, thanks so much. Brian Weber, Fred Gillick from the Milwaukee Baron Supporters Group. Come out to the Torrent game. Listen to these guys cheer. It's awesome. It's loud. Woo! It's proud. June 10th. <laughs> June 10th, Milwaukee Barons will have their... Uh, Big party, handing out tickets, handing for out for the Milwaukee tour on Brenner yes. Brewing. Yeah, be a good so time. check it out, folks. Brian and Fred, thanks so much for Thank being on the guys. show today. Thanks, guys. Thanks for having us. All right, we're going to run to a break. When we come back, Rachel Daly's here from the Houston Dash to share a little bit of insight about what's going on in the NWSL world and what it's like to play for the England national team as well. We'll talk with her right after this on Two Up Front, presented by ShopFutsal.com. Welcome back to another edition of Two Up Front, presented by Sports Radio America. I'm Baxter Colburn, no Simon Provan. For the moment, we have an opportunity to interview someone very special in the women's soccer world right now. Some of you may have heard of her after her incredible start to the beginning of the year. She wears number three for the Houston Dash. She scored a goal and had an assist. She played the full 90 minutes in her first ever professional game in the NWSL for the Houston Dash. She's a rookie, but she certainly didn't play like it. It's Rachel Daly. Rachel, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. You are welcome. So i got to ask you immediately out of the gate, did you expect to have as big of an opening game as you did? I know as a, as a player, you obviously you want to try to have a good game, but did you expect to have that good of an opening game? I mean, obviously, I said earlier um, in another interview that I set myself into goals every game. Um, I'd be... I'd be a terrible player if I didn't set myself goals and want to score goals as a forward. Um, you know, I, I didn't predict that I would have done this well and, you know, got a goal and an assist. But, you know, it, it worked out that way and I always work hard to get and strive for that. Um, that, that she could achieve those goals, so obviously with it being in my debut, it's even better for me. Absolutely, yeah. Well, you uh, you earned the NWSL Player of the Week. A little uh, a little surprising for you right off the bat to, as a rookie to earn that kind of honor, or were you? Uh, did you feel that was a fair assessment of how you did this week? Um, I would say a fair assessment. You know, I think I think I'm probably the only player in the league this week to go goal and assist. I may be wrong, but I think that's right. You know, it's it's a, it's a, it's a great honor, especially being a rookie. But, you know, it's only from there. Now we go every week and do the same thing. So hmm. I want to, you know, just make sure it's not a one-off thing and show, show everyone that it'll, it'll keep going. Absolutely, yeah. I'm sure the the coaching staff and everybody want to see that, especially emulated. So you're you're drafted number six by the Houston Dash in the uh, NWSL draft. How did you feel as soon as you found out that you were going to be headed down to Houston to play with the likes of you know gals like Carly Lloyd and Morgan Bryan, Ellie Brush, and others of that nature, and just being a part of the Dash organization as a whole? I mean, I've been in touch with Randy quite a lot um, during my towards the end of my college season. Once it was over, he contacted me and. You know, I spoke to a few coaches, but Randy was the one that made me feel the most comfortable, the most at ease, and, you know, he put a lot of faith into me as being an international player and as coming in as a rookie, it's a big risk. But, yeah, when I got drafted there, I was so happy um, to play with the likes of Tyler Lloyd and Morgan Ryan. It's, it's, it's a dream come true for me, and, and you know, being in and around them and training and stuff, it, it, uh, it's just, it's still, I'm still in awe of them, and it's great to play with them, and, you know, it make, they make my job a lot easier up top, feeding the balls that they do. Yeah, absolutely. You had the uh, your assist came off of that Carly Lloyd goal, which uh, 
a lot of fans were a little surprised about, not by the assist, but by the, the pure accuracy of Carly's header, because usually when she goes for those headers, they kind of go here, there, and everywhere in the goal, but there was so much fluidity and so much precision with the pass that came in, and just the fact that her header was so direct, too, even watching the game, the commentators were a little taken aback by it. They're like, wow, that was very just a, a well-oiled machine as a whole. But I think at that point in the game, the way you guys had been attacking the Red Stars, it didn't really come as too much of a surprise. And what, what did you see kind of on that build-up that allowed you to get that ball into her like that? Um, I saw Janine make the run, um, and I saw Carly spin out, and it was for me. You know, I pulled away from the, the outside back and the right-sided centre-back, so I kind of distracted them, thinking the play was coming down the middle. But, uh, you know, Janine saw me deal off for the pocket of space at the... Uh, left side of the field and I saw Carly you know make that perfect run in behind the back four so you know it was it was a it was an easy ball to play for me because she made such a perfect run in behind and but yet pinpoint header she couldn't have put it in any any more of the corner so yeah great it, was, goal. it was beautiful to watch there's certain times that you see things happen in in the in the game of soccer that you're like okay that was a nice goal but from start to finish the the pure aspect of how it all flowed together was that's why they call it the beautiful game at times it was just a beautiful thing to watch from start to finish so in this regards Rachel you obviously now that you've won the NWSL player of the week fans of the league and I'm sure especially the dash are going to be looking at you with a little bit bigger of a mic or a little bit bigger of a, a looking glass now saying okay well now is she going to be able to continue to emulate the success the rest of the way so now that you have this little bit of added pressure right out of the gate how do you plan to handle that now the rest of the season I like that pressure I mean um you know, I had a bit of a, a name on my back in college. People would target me at my school and, uh, you know, make, try to make it difficult for me. I kind of like that pressure. Um, but, you know, there's so many other people around me in this team, so many brilliant players that, that can take that pressure off me too. Um, it's not just, you know, you know, it adds pressure to me, but it's not just me that they're looking at. There's every other player on our, on our team can make a difference to a game. Um, so I don't think it'll specifically just be pressure on me. You know, there's a, I can say there's so much quality and depth in this team that, they have to worry about everyone else. Uh, but I personally like the pressure. I like to deal. I deal well under pressure, so it's good for me. Yeah, absolutely. And it's obvious that you you fight well under the pressure as well, too. I mean, watching that game, I had to continuously re-look at the, the stat sheet that I had in front of me saying that you were a rookie because I was like, this she does not play like a rookie. You get those rookies <laughs> sometimes where you get on the field and it's like, okay, those first few touches get away from you or you, you, know, you make the wrong run, but... I thought I was looking at, you know, a 10-year veteran in the league that was, you know, very comfortable in her skin, which is obvious, though, even just speaking with you now, it's obvious that you're very confident in who you are, but it's a different level between confidence and cockiness, and I think you've got a, a good level of both, obviously, but you score enough goals to back up that, that confidence as well without being too cocky about it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm a rookie, technically speaking, but, you know, I'm older, I'm 24, uh, I'm not like I'm straight out of college like the, young, the younger girls, but... Um, you know, I've played at high level in England and, and, and played in front of big crowds and played with quality players and, you know, been involved in the England national team and what have you. So I think I've already been in that environment. Um, it's obviously a, def a, a definite step up from college. Um, you know, the speed of play, the, you know, the thought process of what you're doing, the delivery of your ball and everything like that. I think practice environment, everything is a whole level up. But uh, something that I enjoy and that's the kind of challenge that I like to have. So I think I'm in the perfect environment for that. But I've, yeah, you know, yeah. cockiness is... It's something that I wouldn't say I possess. Um, confidence is something that I definitely think I've got. Yeah, no, absolutely. Well, you I mean talking about your your college success there, just for a brief moment, you you were at St. John's for four years. You're only eligible to play for three. You nodded 50 goals and 11 assists. 
you had a school record 15 wins your senior year. You went to the NCAA tournament two out of your three years as well. How did that success that you found in college kind of help you make that jump to the next level? It's huge. Um, you know, my college coaching and so on is fantastic. And uh, he built me up uh, from a freshman to a senior to, you know, progress me and prepare me for this level. And uh, he, you know, he's a fantastic guy on and off the field. So he helped me, you know, in, in terms of delivering what I needed to know for, for the professional level and have every ounce of belief. And, you know, I think that, that gives me more confidence playing at the college level. It gave me a lot more confidence knowing that your coach will always believe in you to go the whole way. And, um, but definitely coming off the back of, you know, 50 goals is obviously huge for me and setting school records and getting individual accolades is definitely something that, you know, I, I you know, came in with a lot more confidence you know, having that, um, you know, just to score those goals is always great. So definitely helped me. Absolutely, yeah. You certainly, uh, you certainly were no no stranger to, the, to finding the back of the net. Now, uh, changing gears here just a moment, uh, we're, as we're speaking with Rachel Daly of the Houston Dash here on two up front. You talked briefly about playing for England. Uh, you had a chance to represent England at the U seventeen World Cup. You you ladies finished fourth. What was it like to represent your country? I feel like that's a goal of a lot of uh, kids nowadays. You know, guys or girls that want to they put on that that jersey to represent their nation and hear the national anthem before the game plays. And then, I mean, obviously, scoring a goal at the end of the day would be is the, the ultimate dream. But what was it like to represent England at a World Cup? It was huge. You know, obviously, like you say, it's a, you know the, the ultimate goal is to play for your national team. Um, it was a long time ago, um, but it was it was a great experience for me, and I think. You know, I'll always take that with me. I'll take every moment of how special that was to me being in a World Cup. And, you know, I mean, that's obviously my ultimate goal is to end up back in the full national team. Um, playing for your country is obviously the biggest thing, you know, the pride that you feel. And like you say, hearing that anthem and representing of course, yeah. um, your nation and in front of your your fans and your family and things like that is huge. So I say it was phenomenal. But, you know, just keep working hard at my club and, and doing what I can for Houston and then, Hopefully all that will take care of the rest. Absolutely, and that's what you want to see at the end of the day, too. Uh, what did you think, and I, I, I hate to bring up bad memories, what did you think about how uh, England did at this last World Cup at the, the senior national team? Not exactly the ending I think a lot of folks thought would happen for the Lionesses, but a good overall result, at least from how much I know about the team. I'm sure you've got a, a little bit more of an inside track, but what did you think of how the team finished up? I think I did well. Um... I don't think anyone really expected them to go that far. I mean, you know, I, I know a lot of the girls and the talent that they have. Um, I think they could have gone further. I mean, personally, with how good they are. Um, you know, I've, I've been in around and trained with the majority of those girls and I've, I've played under Mark. Um, and, I, you know, I, I no doubt that they could have gone further. But, you know, they, they did well. They solidified a place in, in there and, you know, set a name for themselves. So that I'm sure they'll only keep going from strength to strength. One thing that I noticed about you, just um, not even as a player, you've got a you've got a tattoo on your on your left arm. I'm curious to know the story behind that, if you don't mind shedding a little bit of light about it. I have one on my right arm as well. Yeah, I've got, got a few, but uh, the one on my left arm, it's a balloon tied to an anchor, and it says "refuse to sink." So it's basically just got it for the irony of the fact that a balloon would never lift up an anchor, but you've always refused to sink. 
Wow. Okay. Fantastic. Yeah. I, just some of the pictures I've seen. I, have, I haven't seen the one on your right arm, but I, I can I can clearly see the one on your left arm. So I felt like I had to ask about it because nowadays everybody's got a tattoo that has some sort of, of meaning. I still have yet to get one. I, I might get one eventually, but uh, right, yeah, you gotta go out and get one. That's what I've heard. My, growing up, my mom was like, "Don't you get a tattoo?" But I'm like, "Okay, mom. I'm I'm a little older now. I think I can. Uh, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I might venture out now that I'm uh, out of the house and making my own way of living." A couple other questions before we let you go, Rachel. What is something that you miss the most about living in England? I know coming living in Houston right now, at least it feels a little bit like England with all the rain, but it's got to be a little bit of a culture change for you, wouldn't you say? Yeah, I mean, I've been here, I've been in America now, it's been my fifth year, so I mean, I'm kind of used to it. I mean, the climate change in Houston is obviously a lot different to the one I had in New York, but um, the thing I miss most of my home is for sure my family. Um, I think it's tough sometimes being away from them throughout the year. Uh, and sometimes the food, although it's probably not the healthiest, <laughs> healthiest, healthiest meal choice, but no, you know, you make your occasional home comforts. But sure. yeah, definitely, I miss my family out of everything there. I can imagine. Yeah, well, I'll be honest, too. I spent a little bit of time in England a couple summers ago uh, just on a, a college trip, but it's even weird. You talked about the, the quality of food. I, I, I've had McDonald's here in America before, but then I had McDonald's in England, and I it was completely different. The, the quality of food was so much better, and I was like, but it's still McDonald's. I was, I was so confused by it, but I was like, this, this food is absolutely amazing. I just, it's funny to see how the, the transition sometimes happens like that. But last thing for you, Rachel, before we let you go, first of all, I really appreciate your time today. So it was just uh, announced this last week that Houston will host the NWSL championship, which is a huge accomplishment not only for the organization but for NWSL to, to be in a stadium like BBVA Compass. How important is it for, number one, the Dash to make the playoffs? And number two, if they do make the playoffs, are we going to see them playing for a championship in their home stadium? Yeah, I mean, it gives you every more incentive to win. Um, this, you know, finish off your season strong, and it's a long year. But um, knowing that in the back of your mind that, that you know you're hosting the championship, you don't want to be sat on that side in that stadium watching another team on your field take the championship. There's no way, no no footballer, soccer player, sorry, should ever, you know, settle for that. I never want that. So you know, I think that gives you that extra bit of fight to get there and get on your home field and lift up the championship. So you know. Long season, but I, I don't doubt that we will be there. Absolutely, yeah. You guys have a, a beautiful stadium, too, that you get a chance to play in. Uh, next upcoming games for you guys, you take on uh, the Orlando Pride, and then you'll be home against Sky Blue FC as well. Rachel Daly, thank you so much for taking some time with us here on Two Up Front, and uh, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you. You too. Thank you so much, Rachel. Rachel Daly, number three Bye. of the Houston Dash here on Two Up Front. We'll run to a break. When we come back, we've got so much more action in store for you. You're listening to Two Up Front. Welcome back to another edition of Two Upfront, presented by ShopFutsal.com. i got to continue to work on saying that. <laughs> Not what I've had to say for the last year, but yes, ShopFutsal.com, the new presenting sponsor of Two Upfront. I'm Baxter Colburn. And this is Simon Provan. All right, Simon, let's power rank it up. 
What do you think you got this week on uh, your power rankings? Who do I think I got? I think we have the same teams, just in different pieces of the Sounds pie. Sounds about right. Glad we're all on the same page. Number Shut the show five. Down. Thanks for coming, everybody. <laughs> number five, I have RSL. I had them up way up at number two, but they took a beat down from LA. I think they showed a little bit of their true colors this week. So I have them as my number five. Okay, I have Philadelphia at my number five. I liked what they've been doing so far, but I need to see just a little bit more, honestly, from them. And honestly, because of my number four team, I would feel bad putting them over the top of them right now. FC Dallas is my number four team. FC Dallas is my number four team as well. Mm-hmm. They've looked a bit shaky, and that's the only reason that they're uh, down so low. It's that's for me too. Yeah, I, they I were my number one. I they're, feel like we're going back to last season where the whole Dallas thing was, oh, hey, they're up and they're down. Hey, they're up and they're down. And of course, that is due to a rash of injuries that yes, they're dealing with. I agree. I agree. But even still, they've only had two losses on the season. That's true. Now, I'm surprised by this one. I have Colorado at my number three. Where do you have them on yours? My Colorado. Well, first, my number three is actually Philadelphia. That is true. Just to throw it out there. I know they're they're only two and two in their last uh, four games, but I like the way they're playing, and that's part of the reason I have Mm -hmm. Philly Mm -hmm. where I have them. But my number two is indeed the Colorado (sighs) Rapids. Crazy. Crazy, crazy. Listen, they're a three game win streak. They've looked well, even in that loss they had a few weeks ago. It was only 1-0 at Real Salt Lake. They looked great before Jermaine Jones came, or they looked strong before J- yes. Jermaine Jones came in. Now they look great with Jones in there. Agreed. I'd agree with you on that one. RSL is actually my number two. They've only lost one game. Yeah. So, And I have to sneeze, so keep talking. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, they they only lost that one game, but it was Maybe it not. was quite a beatdown. Uh, you know, they had Vancouver. They beat only one zero. Vancouver's not that strong of a team. They they ended up beating Sporting Kansas City. So for me, it's it's weighing some of those uh, victories that they did sure. have. And you and I both shot up LA in our power rankings. Yeah, we're suckers. Number one for me, number one for you. Here we go. Baxter complaining about, hey, everybody hypes this guy because he scored two goals. Well, we're not telling him to go to the national team. We're not under that craziness. No, but we do put L.A. at uh, They're good. At number they're doing one. really good right now. I, I do think that, that. So sue me. What do you, you know? Want well, me? look it. They're on a five-game unbeaten streak. Three wins, two draws. That constitutes power in my books. That sure does. And their last two wins, 4-1 and 5-2. It doesn't get much more powerful than yeah, that, Baxter. They look real good. All right, Simon. Time for our final segment of the show. Definitely thought that was a lot quieter than it was. <laughs> Simon's on the floor. His ears are bleeding. The show's over. Thanks so much for listening. Anyway, what's your I believe? <laughs> I be- my I believe this week has really not much of anything that we talked about on the show. Of oh, course, good. we did have our uh, women's soccer spotlight yes, with that did. great interview you did with Rachel Daly. Thank you. Yeah. However, uh, I believe... That soccer is growing in the state of Wisconsin, in the state of the Wisconsin, whatever. Wherever the state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Uh, Wisconsin. And that has that has been uh, really uh, pumped up this week because we saw that Morgan Prophet of Marquette University and Rose Lavelle of Wisconsin, so UW-Madison, Woo! have both been called up to the U23 Women's National Team training camp May 1st through the 7th in Charlottesville, Virginia. Way to go, gals. How about you, Baxter? What's your I believe? I believe that with the great people of the Milwaukee Barons and the Milwaukee Torn getting together, we will finally unify the Milwaukee market and hopefully do something a little bit more than what we've already seen in the past. Uh, whether we d- whether What that will be, I'm not exactly sure, but I think what the Barons are doing, what the Torn are doing is what Milwaukee needs right now. So I believe that we will see the growth of soccer in Milwaukee double based off of what we're seeing right now. I love it. I hope it happens. I do too. A very special thanks to our new presenting sponsor, Allison Phillips from ShopFutsal.com for being here in our first segment. 
From the Milwaukee Barons, we had Brian Weber and... And Fred Gillick. And Fred Gillick. Sorry, Fred, I couldn't think of your last <laughs> name. I knew your first name, Fred. Fred was fantastic. And uh, finally, in our women's soccer spotlight, Rachel Daly as well from the Houston Dash. Coming up next week, Sky Blue FC head coach Christy Holly joins us. I had an opportunity to speak with the fiery Irishman, and he was a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss that interview. He's Simon Provan. I'm Baxter Colburn. Find us on Fridays on Sports Radio America from 2 to 5 p.m. Eastern Time. With our manager being the one above, we are two up front. Hike the trail? Check. Order takeout? Check. Schedule heart checkup? Done. We've all adapted to a new way of living. Keep your health care on schedule with Johns Hopkins Medicine, where your health and safety are our highest priorities. We're ready to care for you through virtual and in-person visits across Maryland and the greater Washington region. Your health, our experts, safely caring for you. Schedule your care now. Learn more at hopkinsmedicine.org forward slash safe. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast-forwards his favorite foreign film, Powder Donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. Oh, man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm going to need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous Walrus, the Bulbous Walrus. The Name Your Price tool, only from Progressive. The owl ran afoul of the comatose Coxwain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.